ignite your passion for God and for His work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International Adenta Branch, as he comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's Word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service filled with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Roadshow, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving word of God. Now listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. Time now to take our testimony for this morning. Are you ready to hear some good testimony this morning? Hallelujah. Maybe you do not have one to give today, but I can assure you that by the end of the year, I'm sure you have a good story to tell. Sometimes we have testimonies, but we're not too sure whether they are good enough to tell, the good enough stories to tell. But I assure you that the fact that you've even woken up from bed this morning is a total miracle. Amen. Hallelujah. I want you to put your hands together and let's welcome Zonal Leader Lily to give her testimony this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. So, my testimony goes like this. Somewhere last year, December, I resigned from my, from my old job. So, from January up to May, I wasn't working. And surprisingly, I have a degree. I sent all the CVs out I could. I did all the internet, CV, connections you can do, sending them out. But nobody called me. But in May, right here, we had fresh wings. And Bishop was the one leading, our father in the house. I made sure I was present because I wasn't working. So I was here every single day. And I was in early too. And I normally sit behind this pastor's chair. So that's, that first chair is always mine to sit in. And I remember during that period, Bishop said something. He was prophesying jobs health, everything you could think about that you needed. And I remember I lifted my amen net up for job. And I said a big amen to that. And within two or three weeks later, a place I didn't even think about it, they would call me called. But when they called, I was so skeptical about it, so I wasn't sure. So I came back to me, I was like, this thing they've called me, I don't know what to do. And he said, you just go and listen to them. I went, I listened. We had a bit of training for two weeks. And the third week, after, after the training, we were told that as we are going, they'll either call you or not. So we receive a call from them. It means we, are, we were picked. If you did not, that was it. And it was a Friday. So a whole Monday, I was waiting for the call to come in. No call came in. And I was wondering. So I even left my phone somewhere. I came back to see five missed calls from that company I didn't want to even go to. And when I, the message I heard was, you've been picked. Why were you not picking your call? We've been calling you for five good times. You are not picking. Why do you think we will not pick you? And then, the other thing the man said was, okay, so you are starting work the next day, so make sure you are there. So I want everybody here to know that Fresh Wings starting tomorrow. I have received my testimony. I don't know about you. May was my month. Make sure you make this month also your month and be present here tomorrow. And your life will never be the same. Amen. Oh, let me hear some louder clap, show some excitement. You see, it's very easy for you to take this for granted. Somebody else would have seen this as a normal thing. Ah, 
a job coming my way, what was so special about it. But she saw it in a different way. That is why I began by saying that the year might have come to a close. You're in November. December is just by the door, isn't it? But you could easily overlook a lot of the miracles and a lot of the good things that the Lord has done for you from the beginning of the year. So try and remember all that the Lord has done for you and you'll be able to name them one by one. Hallelujah. I'm not excited. Put your hands together for the Lord again. And we want to welcome our sister Mao Yirami Oklu to minister to us this morning. Put your hands together for her one more time. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. How many of you are soldiers in the army of the Lord? Amen. I would want us to please kindly rise up and we're going to sing, stand up for Jesus. So we're standing up for Jesus in our workplaces on the word. We're standing on the word of God. We're standing, we're trusting him. Hallelujah. Oh, oh, oh. 
Shout out the sun. 
church this morning show it with a beautiful hand clap shall we pray master Jesus what a blessing to be found in your presence speak to us this morning give us light for our paths grant us judgment and discretion through the light that shines from your word we are grateful for this time speak to us Lord in Jesus name we pray Amen you may be seated. Glory to God. Galatians chapter 2. And I'm reading verse number 20. This morning, I'm continuing to share with you about habits. The life I now live is the general theme I've been sharing about for some weeks now. And I have 
taking it in themes, sub-themes, to help you to understand that you are living a life. That you are not supposed to be the old person you were. That you are expected to live a certain life as a Christian. And it is that life I seek to break down for your appreciation and understanding. It should not be that you are the same old person who has just added Sunday morning going to church to your life, to that old life. But may you truly fulfill 2 Corinthians 5 and 17 that if any man is in Christ, he's a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. May the old things really pass away from our lives. And may everything become new. Hallelujah. So Paul says in verse 20, I have been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet, not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. This is the basis for this teaching. I am crucified, yet I live. That's the Christian life. And it says, the life I now live in the flesh. So this morning, I'm talking about one of the habits you must have. Last week, I I taught about loving the word, embracing the word, and allowing the word to guide your life because it's light. Today I'm talking about another type, another habit you must have as a Christian. Are you ready to learn a new habit? Please send your Bibles to Mark chapter 1. Verse number 35. Habits. The habit I'm talking about this morning is the habit of praying and fasting. The habit of praying and fasting. A Christian should have 
this habit. And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place. And there he prayed. So this morning, God is asking us. Remember, if you go back to Galatians 2.20, it says, And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Which is one big pillar. I live by the faith. That is, the Christian life is lived by believing in Jesus. And not only believing in Jesus as the savior of your life, but believing in his lifestyle. Believing in Jesus. And also believing in how he lived his life on earth. Because you can see the life I now live in the flesh. That is the life I now live on earth. My dear friend, I don't think there's too much to say this morning. There's not much to say that, than to say that if you are on earth, you must have this habit Jesus had in Mark 135. The habit of praying, praying. And I want to highlight specifically the aspect of rising up early to pray. A habit is something you do regularly. So it becomes a part of you. If you are a Christian, I will suggest to you that you should adopt this lifestyle. Praying. Rising up to pray. Because life on earth is not us. Simple and straightforward as you may think. Things are not likely to happen to you the way you expect it to be. So there is a force called the force of prayer. Which must be activated in your life. Otherwise... Other forces will take over your life. 
other forces. The forces of evil. This is Jesus. It was a habit he had. Waking up early to pray. And then also during the day, going to a garden to pray. Prayer was a part of Jesus' life. And if you and I want to follow him, we must also be men and women of prayer. Prayer was such a part of his life that that is actually what caused his death. Prayer was his habit. And that is what led to his arrest. Even his enemies could predict where they could find him. So, if you were Jesus, you would never have that. You'd be alive still after 2,000 years. No, because we can't find you. There's no way we'll find you. Even on Sunday church, you don't come regularly. We see you. Now I see you. Now I don't. I don't see you. I'm saying, if you were Jesus, <laughs> you'll still be alive. 2,000 year old Jesus. Yeah. I mean, a lifestyle that makes your enemies even capable of predicting where they will find you. That This guy, we are not sure about his eating habits. We are not sure about his sleeping habits. We are not sure about his uh, reading habits, but we, can, we are sure that he prays. And we know that at 4 o'clock, he will be here praying. If you like, watch and see. Let's go. We'll find him at 4. When they went at 4 o'clock, he was kneeling down praying. Can we make that prediction about your life? Now, now this is Jesus. God on earth. Because he Life on earth is complex. That is why you will discover that the straight, straight things you see around are all things that are man-made. And of course, once in a while you can find men who can't make things straight. Anything that is straight, straight line, was man-made. God doesn't make straight lines. Watch carefully. Look around and see. The things God did. Help me find something around for me. Is it, is it, it? What? Even the women are not straight. Ah, okay. A woman is saying it. I'm not the one. You say, oh, the man is preaching. He talks about this. Girls, a pastor. Say, Even the women are not straight. It's, it's a girl. Please, let's not go there before you, you begin to accuse me. <laughs> 
You see, there is nothing like I'm going to that boy. And there's a straight line. And I'm going. I'm going for him. You may, you may think it is straight. But as you start the journey, you will discover that it's not straight. There are curves. The people who don't have a habit of praying, by not praying, you have surrendered your life to other forces to take over. And life is a battle. Life is a battle. Job describes life as a battle. The new the, 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 the New Living Translation. I want to read some translations that may not be in your Bible. The New... Uh, your friend is saying no. New Living Translation of Job chapter 7 verse 1. And I'll read other translations. See, I'm talking about those of you who have, who think that life is just, I go, I come, I rise, I sleep, and so on. If you don't introduce prayer into your life and wage war properly, you will live and die without any achievement. It says, is not all human life a struggle? It's a struggle. I tell you, you struggle to get pregnant. You struggle to find a job. Because there is nothing that is great and substantial in life that is lying there for you to take over. It's not all human life a struggle. Jesus, God, when he came on earth here, is a life of struggles. If you are not careful and you take things easy, you will be surprised. A surprise will surprise you. This is a New Living Translation. I have some other translations you may not have in your Bible. The complete Jewish Bible says, also, I mean, right, um, how, how it puts Job 7 1. The complete Jewish Bible says, human life on earth is like serving in the army. Hmm. Yes, we drudge through our days like a hard worker. Human life on earth is like serving in the army. It's a battle. You fight to get it. And when you get it, when you have it, you fight to keep it. It's a battle. Wake up! The Good News Translation says... 
Human life is like forced army service. Forced. There are some countries like Israel, Switzerland, those there are some countries where once you are is it 18 or 16, you gotta go, baby. You gotta go. It's not like I'm not the fighting type. You are drafted into the army. You are forced. Life on earth is like forced army service. Like a life of hard manual labor. Yes. I'm reading Bible. Manual. Young's translation. There's a translation called the Young's translation. He said, is there not a warfare to man on earth? Is there not a warfare? You see, when you live a little, you will, just a few more years, you will discover that things are not as straightforward. Many people are disappointed. What they were looking for, they did not find it. That's why this week, we are in fasting and prayer, and our theme is, as it is in heaven. You joke and see. There's a man I admire greatly. I mean, I, I, I personally consider him to be the real father of reformation. Martin Luther is just a young man. They celebrated 500 years of Martin Luther's reformation. A few weeks ago. But I, I don't think he's the original father of reformation. The, the, the one who started to rebel against the Catholic Church was called John, John Wycliffe. John Wycliffe. He lived in the 14th century. 1360 something. John Wycliffe. This is his translation of Job 7 1. Wycliffe. It's a knighthood. Knighthood. That is continual travail and fighting against vices is the life of a man upon the earth. And his days be as the days of an hired man. Continual travail. You finish one battle only to enter into another. Continual travail and fight. You are always fighting evils. You are your 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 world view of life on earth is too romantic. Wake up. The Dewey Rhymes Catholic Bible. Dewey Rhymes. This is the first Catholic Bible which was translated from the Vulgate, the Latin Vulgate. It says, the life of man upon the earth is a warfare. Hashak. You don't pray. And his days are like the days of a hiling. Ladies and gentlemen, 
you must not allow your beauty to guide you or your certificate or your degree. You must be guided by higher powers. If you don't pray, you have set yourself up for surprises. Yeah, because one of the one of the hallmarks of war is surprises. That's why even the uniform they wear generally is called a camouflage. Yeah, that, that like he is there, but you, you don't see that he's there. <laughs> and then he would suddenly just surprise you. That is why we pray. In this church, the pastors, the shepherds, we have a habit. You may not know, you are not in a, you are in, you are in the church, but you belong to a different class, a different group of people. But there's a group in the church. We wake up at four o'clock to pray. That's the minimum. Yes. Wake up. Today I was up at two. I was standing there, yeah, two. Praying. Standing there. Because your future, your destiny is very envious. But you don't see what is ahead of you. Satan sees it. And he will, he will make sure he removes it from your hand. Anything that is good in your life today, your iPad, your marriage, your children, your child in school, your child who was first. Look, you better use prayer to uphold even the virtues in your life because the devil is at war with you. He will, he will take you out right now. That's why, if you're a Christian, look, Jesus, see, Romans 8. Let me read Romans chapter 8 as we close. Um, Verse 18. It says, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. That is, a certain beauty in your life will never be seen until you've gone through some prior sufferings. And one of the sufferings is the suffering of waking up to pray. It's painful. Everybody wants to sleep because you were made to sleep. You see, what you don't know is that you, 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 it's not, it's not right to be up in the night. Your rhythm, your, what we call the circadian rhythm. Yes, the, the, the clockwork. This year, some two scientists won the Nobel Prize in chemistry. Uh, 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 sorry. Biochemistry, I think. They, 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 they discovered the gene 
that is responsible for the clockwork, how our body works. You know, just this year. You, you were meant to sleep in the night. You are supposed to sleep. That's when God created man, originally, Garden of Eden man, which we are, you must sleep. There are certain things in our body we must allow to express themselves. That is, if Satan had not fallen on this earth, it would have been very normal and nice to allow, express yourself. But since Satan came, from the time he he arrived on earth, look, certain biological patterns are not supposed to be followed. If you follow it, you will be surprised at where you are going to end up. That's why when you become a Christian through spirituality, you, 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 you exercise power over your clockwork. Power over, see, like, when you see a woman who is nice, you want to sleep with her. It's normal. Ideally, you should express yourself. Ideally. But since we ate of that tree, you, you can't. If you try it, you just, when I was coming to church, I was thinking about somebody. It's been a while since I spoke to him. He, he's got HIV. HIV. And we, are, we, are, we are working. You know, going to the lab, taking medications, and so on. And I, I just realized that it's been a while since I, 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 I was in touch. That we have to sit down and talk. I don't know, but just, uh, it just came to my mind. From just allowing your body to freely, it's like anything that comes. Express yourself. So he became a homosexual and through homosexuality caught the HIV virus because it's very common in that world. Homosexuals. If you follow your flesh, you see, the same reason why you must not allow, it's, it's natural and normal for a man to like a girl and for, I mean, what? Like, what? Give me some, 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 some normal, natural tendencies. Eating, it's normal. But you see, at a certain point, if you allow yourself to just eat because you are hungry or because you want to eat bread, you eat bread. Ask the people who are growing. When we were young, we were told that when we grow up, we can drink Fanta and malt and uh, eat anything we wanted to eat. So we, we, we knew that when we grow up, we will eat anything we want to eat. Then when we grew up, we realized that no, it's not like that because there is another evil that is on the earth. So there are grown-ups now who are now on vegetables. As if they are goats. You wait. I'm saying that when you feel, you see, what? 
when you are a Christian, you are supposed to exercise power and authority over your flesh. And the same reason why you must not allow your body to lead you to be sleeping around is the same reason why you must not allow your body to sleep. Anyhow. Otherwise, Romans chapter 8, verse 5. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. The things of the flesh are not only fornication, homosexuality, drinking, uh, adultery, and uh, smoking. The things of the flesh also include sleeping. They they that after the flesh. Some of you sitting here. Maybe, Maybe a crisis woke you up one night to pray. But normally, you wake up with the goods. No wonder your life is goat-like. But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit, verse 6, for to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. That's why when Jesus came down, he did not allow his flesh to guide him to sleep. A great while before day, a great while before day, when you see, his normal body was supposed to be sleeping, he woke up. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God. It's not subject. Your flesh, your sleeping habits are not subject to, the, to God. Fasting. You, you are not supposed to be fasting. A human being Fasting is against the law of the flesh. You must eat morning, afternoon, evening with snacks. But if you allow yourself, you see, there are certain things certain problems in your life. Matthew 17, 21. Beautiful. Maybe we should read the story well. Give us some verse 18 or something. Let's see where, uh, let's, let, let's just put, um, no, 15. Let's just contextualize it quickly. Just, you know. Lord, have mercy on my son for his lunatic and so he's, 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 Oftentimes, he falls into the fire. My son is mad. He, he has epilepsy. He just, you know. And I brought him to your disciples and they could not cure him. I had a problem and I brought them to the pastors and the pastors could not solve the problem because you, there are some problems you don't want to be sustained in your life. You want to remove them from your life. And he brought them to pastors and Jesus answered, Oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him to me. Bring that boy to me now. Bring him to me. Yes. Ashes, bring that boy to me. And Jesus rebuilt the devil. And he departed out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. May a demon fly out of your life the self same hour you also take Jesus' advice. Then came the disciples. Glory to God. 
and said, why could not we cast out this devil? Jesus, why? Why? Why couldn't we cast out this devil? And Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief. For verily I say to you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say to this mountain, remove hands to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible to you. Great faith. How be it? This kind. So if you are the type giving to eating and sleeping, there are certain demons and certain kinds of problems that will be a part of your life. I know people like that. Certain difficulties you expect them to grow out of. They are, it's like, it's, it's a part of their life. Why? The reason is that they have not allowed themselves to rise above natural, biological demands. How be it? This kind of problem goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. What does the Amplified Bible say? Amplified. Beautiful. Say, but this kind does not go out. I'm talking about habits. You see, a Christian, by being in Christ, you have got power over the devil. But I'm showing you one of the ways to exercise that power is not to allow natural instincts to take over your life. That's why we wake up to pray. Anybody who wakes up early to pray has, has, has overcome a natural tendency. And anytime you overcome your carnality, you are introducing life. This kind. The New Living Translation says that, show us the New Living Translation. You don't have enough faith, I tell you. If you have faith, even as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move and to move. Nothing will be impossible. Next verse. All right, that's what's messed. Some of the versions are like that. But if you read, give me another translation. NASB. But this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Let me give you some, some two translations, just two. The Jubilee Bible, Jubilee 2000 Bible says, how be it, this lineage of demons does not go out but by prayer and fasting. This lineage of demons. That's why just by who gave birth to you, there are some problems you will never ever separate yourself from. It's a lineage. A lineage is, is like an ancestry. Your grandfather, your father, your uncle, it's, it's in you. But certain things that are ancestral, that are familial, can be expunged from your life by the power of praying and fasting. Yes. The fact that it happened to your sister or your cousin does not mean it, it must happen to you. Through prayer and fasting, you can isolate yourself 
from some family demons. This lineage, these are the words of Jesus. This lineage of demons does not go out. One translation I love, the Weymouth translation. It says, but an evil spirit of this kind is only driven out by prayer and fasting. An evil spirit of this kind, Weymouth, an evil spirit of this kind is only driven out. So if you are a Christian and you are just given over to natural instincts, you will fall. You will fall. You will rise only only to vanish. Anybody you know who doesn't have Christ in his life, who is not born again, when you see the person, eh, the, the thing that must come to your, to your mind is a flower that just blooms, blossoms, and it will fade. When you see an unbeliever, just think of a flower or a lizard that is able to climb up, up, only to fall down. Anything, this earth, that's why one of the, one of the prominent forces on this earth is the force of gravity. It is physical, but it has its spiritual correlate. Everything you see in the physical has a spiritual correlate. The force of gravity says that nothing will be allowed to hang forever unless some forces are keeping it up. On this earth, like these trusses which are there, there are some forces keeping them up. Otherwise, they must come down. You are not allowed to rise forever unless forces keep you up and in the spirit the forces that keep us up are the forces of praying and fasting without those forces you will come hurtling down the ravine nothing is allowed if i throw this ipad up it must come down no matter how strong my arm is to 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 throw it high it must come down there is no education that can keep you up forever there is no beauty that can keep you up forever on this earth everything is supposed to come down but some things are still kept up by the power of praying and fasting and waiting on God. Say, this type of demon, this type of evil spirit, the problem in your marriage is not because your husband doesn't love you. It's not because, think about it, you have an auntie whose marriage is exactly like your marriage. It's a lineage of demons. That's why a Christian is supposed to have power over his flesh. You see, when you say power over your flesh, we are not just talking about not fornicating or not watching pornography. Sleeping. The Bible talks about laying aside the sins and the weights. That is, see, both of them have one, have one outcome. They will beset you. What sin can do to you? It's not a sin to sleep. It's not a sin to sleep. It's not a sin to eat. But 
there are some things that are waiting. They are not sinful. But eventually, they'll, they'll bring you. What, what, sin, what fornication can do to you? Sleeping will do to you also. Yeah. People through overeating have ended up where drug addicts have also ended up. This kind. This kind. That's why I'm talking about the life, this life we now live. One of the things we do is that we live it by, by having mastery over our physical desires. Yeah. The same way I see you, I like you, I want to sleep with you, but I'm not allowed. That same energy must also be applied to my sleeping habits, to my eating habits. But many of us here, I am not able to overcome eating. And what you don't know is that you are tending towards death. Go back, go back to Romans 8. Let's end it there. They that after the flesh, verse 6. For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. There's some peace that comes if you can wake up and pray. If you can fast 6 to 12, 6 to 4, 6 to 6. Just once, once, once you gain mastery over the devil, which is also expressing itself in your physical body, you are, you are out to be a winner. Verse, verse 7. Verse 7. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. It is not subject to the law of God. Neither indeed can be. If you are very fleshly and very carnal, you eat when you want to eat, you sleep when you want to sleep, you can't wake up, you can't, like, you, you see food, but you say, I won't eat this food. Because you want to obey the law of God. The flesh is not subject to the law of God. Verse 8. So then, they that are in the flesh, eating, sleeping, fornicating, they cannot please God. They cannot please God. Verse 9. But you, you, you are not in the flesh. But rather you are in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Verse 10. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is alive because of righteousness. Verse 11. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by the spirit that dwells in you. That is, if the spirit of God is in you, it is able to give power to your flesh, power that can help you to fast, power that can help you to wake up and pray, power that can help you not to sleep around, Power that can help you not to be given to the impulses of the flesh. Because that spirit dwells in you. It has quickened your mortal body. But there are some of us here today. If you see a girl you want to chase, you have been in church for years. You are still chasing people. Chasing girls. Once your flesh wants this one, and it gets worse if you have got money to sponsor your foolishness. Yes. Because there are many of us who, who have got feelings, you dare not follow it. Yeah. But some people, by, 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 
by divine design have got the wherewithal to, to sponsor their behavior. Yes. Today, I came to give you one advice. Don't yield yourself to fleshly impulses. Don't be carnal. Learn to say no to sleep. And if you can't say no to sleep, the same way you are going to buy hair pieces to look nice, buy an alarm clock to help to help. We are all being helped one, somewhere, some way, some place, somewhere. There's help going on. Yeah. Overcome your sleeping habit. Overcome your eating habit. It's not just fornication. Rise up because, because life is war. Take us back to the translations we saw. The complete Jewish Bible. What does it say? Human life on earth is like serving in the army. We dress through our days like a hard worker. Wow. Next one. Good news translation. Human life is like forced army service. Whether you like it or not, you are forced. Evil will force itself into your life. The demons that destroyed your father will force themselves to you. The demons that made your uncle marry two women will force itself. That is life. And you use prayer to keep that evil at bay. Next. Young's translation. Is there not a warfare to man on earth? Is there not a warfare? Maybe some of us are here already without being spiritual. You can see already that you, you have been bummed out and bundled out of life. There's nothing left of you anymore. Your flesh has taken over your life. Yes. You were not taught earlier on that life is a warfare. You thought life was just romance and I've, I've met you. I'm in love. Nothing that is great and valuable will be given to you. Nothing. And prayer and fasting is one of the weapons. It's not the only weapon. No, no, no. It's not the only weapon. But it's a major weapon. Jesus Christ said, this kind, this kind, this problem, this, this thing you are dealing with, it's not natural. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lineage of demons. This kind. It's a lineage of demons. It will never go. It will harass you till the end of your days. You will never be in a relationship that is stable. This kind, you will never get a job that is good, that you will last in it for three months. Never! You will always be moving from place to place. This kind will never go out. This week, join us as we pray and fast. I've gone great lengths to print prayer topics. I've printed When you wake up and you are praying, at least some little guidance. Because Jesus Christ said, you see, he said, he, said, he taught the disciples, he said, after this manner, you should pray. Pray. And I've written here, 
the New American Standard Bible puts Matthew 6, the teaching on prayer. That's nice. Pray then in this way. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. And, I, and I've said, I said, this is the responsibility which Jesus Christ placed squarely on us. It's not God's responsibility. It's you. He said, pray that we, through prayer, should enforce God's will in our lives here on earth as it is done in heaven. This is what we seek to do this week. To reduce the mismatch that exists between what happens in our lives on earth and the predetermined will of God in heaven for our lives. Yes. There's a mismatch. There are books in heaven in which your life story has been written. That by 2017 in heaven, maybe you should be married by now. Or maybe you should have finished school. Or maybe you should have built a house. But there, once you are on earth, the forces of evil will ensure that what must happen on earth according to heaven never happens. So Jesus, not Paul or Peter, pray! Pray! That this is not how your life was meant to be. Pray! That the will of God, what God has planned for you in heaven, should be the, what is happening here on earth. But you can, you, 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 you'll be surprised if you were to go to heaven to, to read about your life in 2017. You realize that you are not where you are supposed to be. But this week, heaven will come down. It will be heaven on earth. Whatever must happen to us. And, I'm, and my friend, prophet, I, is coming here for two days. And I'm taking three days. Yes. We will enforce the will of God tomorrow. We are fasting. I choose what, what you want. If you want to fast from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m., it's up to you. 6 a.m. to 12 a.m. It's really, it's up to you. Whatever you want to do. But pray. Don't yield yourself to fleshly impulses. Pray. And wake up early. Don't surrender your life to natural. It's animals that do that. See, a woman who just climbed here right now. No engagement, no knocking, just climb. Once there's strength in the legs, they sleep, they wake up. Unless. An, an animal is chasing it. So, so a lot of the animals, if you go to, the, like lions for instance, they, they, they sleep during the day. But the deer, antelopes, they are awake. During the day, they are awake. In the night, they have to hide and sleep. Zebras for instance, uh, giraffes, they, they stand and sleep. They stand, yes, standing. Because if you try to sleep and evil is coming, even how you wake up. <laughs> I mean, 
animals, oh, animals are wise. And you are a human being. You've been to school. You can't read. That's why I, I brought you translations. Yes. Translations. Life on earth is a warfare. It's a battle. It's a struggle. And you, don't, you, you are not allowed to have a simplistic, straight line, easy to get. I'm saying even if you have something good there, still pray. <laughs> Stand to your feet and let's close. I'll see you tomorrow. You want to close your eyes as we end the service. You are here today. You are not born again. You want to say, Pastor, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to be born again, Pastor. Please pray with me. Lead me to Christ. Every eye closed, please, as we end the service. Every head bowed. You want to say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to give my life to Jesus. It's one of the weapons you use to fight against the devil. Being saved. Once you surrender to Jesus, you have overcome a major, major, major enemy in your life by being born again. And as every eye is closed, every head is bowed. If you are here today and you want me to pray with you to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, just lift your hand wherever you are. I want to pray for you now. Lift your hand high. You want to be born again. Lift your hand high. I see your hand. If you were the only person on earth, Jesus would still have come down to die because you are very valuable. This decision you are taking is one of the most important decisions you will ever take. Pastor, I want to be born again. Lift your hand high if you want to be born again. You want to receive Jesus. If your hand is up, come to me. I want to pray for you here right now. Come. To Jesus, give him your life Hurry up and come. Thank you. Lift your two hands. Lift your two hands. And say this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I'm sorry for my sins. I've gone far from you. Today I'm returning. I thank you for your word. Thank you for your spirit. I ask you, Lord, please receive me. Please have mercy on me. And please lead me. Lead me. Lead me along paths of righteousness I am born again I believe that my sins have been washed away I'm a new creature I'm a child of God thank you father for my salvation in Jesus name Amen for listening to this podcast we believe that you have been truly blessed you can send a mail to bishop edwin ogo at bishop edwin ogo at gmail.com 
Introduce this podcast to a friend, keep listening, and keep living passionately for God.